On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, remember, the information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risk. None are guaranteed. So before you make any decisions, make sure you do contact an investment advisor. And you can go on our website to find more about our services in that regard. And the website address, of course, is craigsip.com. Okay, uh, fully back into it this week. Um, lots has been going on, lots is coming up. So let's just do a bit of a recap of how markets have been tracking uh, these first few weeks of January and um, why they seem to be in pretty good spirits. It's been a good start to the year. Uh, we did have a, a bit of weakness in some markets last week the US, the UK, Europe, but generally in January uh, through 2023, what we've seen of the, the new year, most of the major indices have posted some pretty solid gains. So we've seen the biggest strength come from emerging market shares and European shares. They're up 8.4% and 6.4% respectively. So that's a very strong return uh, just in, in the space of a few weeks. In the US, the S&P 500 not up quite as strongly, but still a very solid 3.5% gain. The Nikkei in Japan up more modestly, 1.8%. Uh, the UK and Australia, which were last year's two best-performing regions, uh, they've picked up where they left off, and they're up 4.3% and 5.9% this year. So across the board, we've seen some good strength. Here in New Zealand, the NZX 50 is up about 4.4%. It had another good week last week. A lot of that's been driven by Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, which is our biggest company. It's a real heavyweight stock on the NZX. And um, because the market liked what it saw from that business last week uh, when it provided a trading update, uh, which was better than expected, uh, we saw a, a good rally in F&Ps up um, about 16-odd percent this year. So that has dragged our market up. The reasons for that optimism have been further signs of inflation moderating, uh, which is obviously good news because it means that the end of the central bank rate hike cycle is in sight. And hopefully that means we don't sort of see too much... Um, well, it means we, we see less economic disruption as a result of rising interest rates. We'll still see some disruption. We'll still see a slowdown, maybe even a recession. But it's good news to know that uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel in terms of those rate hikes. You've also got the Chinese economy reopening and the market uh, is, is excited about that too. China's still the world's second biggest economy, New Zealand's biggest trading partner, Australia's biggest trading partner. Uh, it's important. And, and obviously that... Um, that has been a big problem for supply chains as well, with China sort of partly open and all the restrictions there. So all of that good news has seen markets in better spirits. We've seen interest rates um, fall as well, uh, and that has pushed bond markets up. So fixed income has done well this year as well as shares. We've seen US long-term treasury bonds rise 6.7% this month. So that's the second strongest monthly gain since uh, January 2020 you know, three years ago, and the NZX corporate bond index is up 2.2% so far in January. So that sees it on pace to have its best month since uh, April 2020. So there's uh, been increases in asset prices across the board in bonds and in shares, also in things like crypto, 
Um, they've all done well in contrast to what we saw from most of last year. So jury's still out whether that optimism stays with us for an extended period, but for the time being, markets uh, are in a fairly good mood. Uh, interest rates down to start the year, so the US Treasury yield fell. Um, it ended last year at 4.43, now it's down at 4.17, so it's the lowest since September uh, and well down from the the, the levels it reached in November, it got to about 4.72, which is about a 15-year high. And we've seen the 10-year yield slip as well, and a similar story here in New Zealand. Our five-year swap rate ended last year at 4.86, and it's um, it's come right back to 4.27, so a big decline. Uh, the lowest since September, and it's it's much much lower than the high that it reached in October, which was nearly 5.2%. So as those interest rates have come down, bond yields have risen. Um, let's run through some of the key events uh, from last week. Just starting locally, we had another another month of house price data. This was the Real Estate Institute report, so this covered the month of December and a pretty weak start, uh, week into the year. I've got to say, the numbers look pretty ugly. I feel sorry for my real estate agent friends who must be. Uh, the good news is they've got plenty of listings, and their prices have got a lot more attractive, but volumes are, are still quite low so things just aren't moving um, volumes in December down 23.6 percent compared to the the previous month and down 39 percent compared to the same month a year ago uh, prices continued to fall so national prices down 1.6 percent in December that's the biggest monthly fall since June so the worst in six months and it means NZ house prices are about 15 percent below their peak which came in late 2021 and it means um, it means the calendar year decline in 2022 was 14.2%. So uh, the housing market still feels like it's in a, a difficult spot and has a bit more weakness ahead. Dairy prices uh, started on the back foot. So we had uh, another auction last week and prices down slightly. We've now seen three consecutive declines since December. So... Uh, dairy prices fell about 20% last year, and they're down about um, almost 3% in the first um, in the first couple of auctions of this year. So, uh, in terms of where Fonterra is at for the payout, they they uh, narrowed their forecast payout range late uh, last year. So now they're at 8.50 to 9.50. That's a midpoint of nine dollars, um, which is still pretty good. Um, you know, last season the the payout was nine dollars thirty, and that was the highest of all time. Um, outside of of last year, the next highest uh, is eight dollars forty, and that was way back in 2013, 2014, sort of eight years ago. Um, so even at nine dollars, that would still be the second highest of all time. Most of the economists are a little bit more cautious. ANZ and Westpac are at eight seventy five, ASBs at eight sixty five. So even if it's in the mid eights, mid to high eights, you're still looking at the second biggest payout in Fonterra's history. Not all good news because that's just revenue for your typical dairy farmer. And we've got to remember that they, like all of us, like all businesses are grappling with much higher costs. So it's not just about what's coming in the door, it's about what's left after you pay your bills and your bills are higher. So um, hopefully that uh, recovering Chinese economy that I mentioned earlier will give a bit more stability to um, the dairy sector. Uh, other news from last week, we had a couple of inflation reports out of the UK and Europe look still exceptionally high inflation. Uh, the UK is at 10.5% annually, Europe's at 92 so geez, through the roof, 
but heading in the right direction. So uh, that UK inflation was a three-month low and um, in Europe it was a four-month low. So uh, we're hopeful that we will see um, uh, moderation from here. The the Bank of England and the ECB both meet next week and we're expecting uh, further rate hikes from them. So we'll talk about those this time next week. Uh, the last big piece of data that came through last week was uh, the Chinese GDP figures. This was for the final three months of 2022. They were better than expected, but still pretty ugly. 2.9% year on year. So, you know, the good news, that was way ahead of forecast, which were for 1.6. But the bad news, uh, down from the previous quarter and it meant that the, the calendar year economic growth for 2022 was just 3% in China. So apart from 2.2% in 2020, that was obviously the, the big year of, of the COVID outbreak, uh, apart from that year, last year was the weakest since 1976 uh, for China. So uh, we're all hopeful that um, we will see a bit more momentum in the months ahead and it does look like things picked up late in the month the december activity indicators things like retail sales industrial production fixed asset investment were actually half decent so with a bit of luck um, we are seeing some improvements in the chinese economy Right, turning to the week ahead, plenty going on. Um, the big one here will be the inflation report. So this will come out um, on Wednesday morning, 10.45. This will cover the December quarter. And if you think back to where inflation was in the previous three months, September, it uh, it was 7.2%, which is down slightly from the peak of 7.3% that we saw in June. That was you know, a 32-year high. Uh, but 7.2 still still very high. The Reserve Bank's projections, which came out in November, so they're getting a little bit dated, but there or thereabouts, they had forecast the CPI for the December quarter to go up again to 7.5. Uh, however, markets, and, and when I say markets, I mean all the economists' forecasts out there, uh, they're pointing to something a bit lower. They're, they're pointing to 7.1. So they've actually got it coming down ever so slightly, but still remaining high. And I think that's probably fair because you have had oil prices come off. You've had the currency quite strong, which means our buying power is better. And some of the indicators we're seeing do suggest that inflation is coming off the boil. So I think it'll still be high. It'll still be way above where it needs to be. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, comes down ever so slightly from that 7.2. And uh, I think it'll definitely be lower than where the Reserve Bank is at. So this will be worth watching. Um, I wrote a piece for our blog on inflation and um, some of the indicators that we're seeing at a global level that really do tell us quite convincingly inflation is, is coming down. And it could come down quicker than we expect. Uh, particularly in places like the US, and I think New Zealand will follow, um, and what that means for interest rates, what that means for the economy. And, you know, while it's good news, it, it doesn't mean we're out of the woods. So take a look at our blog if you want to have a read of that. I might uh, might re record a few thoughts um, over the next couple of days, and um, uh, you can listen to me sort of talk to some of those um, comments because it's quite an important issue looking ahead to this year where inflation goes and what it means for uh, central bank activity. So that's the inflation report that comes out on Wednesday. Uh, we've also got the ANZ Business Outlook survey for January. This will be out on Friday. Now this is unusual because ANZ don't usually produce a January report. That monthly report we only usually get 11 a year. So the month that they skip 
is January. They always do that, always have. Uh, this time, they've chosen to do a January survey. So I think the reason they've chosen to do that is because the December survey was so incredibly ugly. Uh, we saw headline confidence fall to the lowest in the history of the survey, and this started in 1988. And the own activity measure, which is a better indicator of growth, also fell to the weakest since June 2020. And before, apart from that period, it's it's pretty much the weakest of all time in, in the survey. So I, I think the reason for that collapse in confidence is it came on the back of those very, very cautious comments from the Reserve Bank in November, where they talked about a recession, where they were really committed to pushing the OCR up to about five and a half. And that that's really taken its toll on people. So I suspect ANZ has thought, look, um, let's do a January survey anyway, even though we normally wouldn't, and sort of try and figure out whether that deeply negative tone has persisted beyond that initial shock value. So it'll be interesting to see whether there's sort of a rebound once people sort of, you know, uh, digest those Reserve Bank comments from November or whether the business sector is still as cautious as that. Importantly, uh, the survey will have come out after um, uh, Jacinda Ardern announced her resignation. So it won't pick up any change in confidence, either good or bad, from that news. We'll have to wait for the February report. So that'll be really interesting on Friday. Uh, inflation figures out of Aussie too. So we've got ours on Wednesday morning. That afternoon we'll get the Aussie figures. They'll be high as well, um, I would expect, but that will be that will be worth watching across the Tasman. And then globally, there's plenty going on too. Um, probably for me, the most interesting thing to watch will be the flash PMIs. And, and they'll come out um, on Tuesday, I think, in most places, Aussie, Japan, the UK, US, and Europe, some of those overnight, sort of in the early hours, Wednesday morning. But these will cover the month of January, and they'll basically be one of the first indicators of the 2023 calendar year. So really important as we all sort of ponder, how's the year going to look? Are we sort of heading for recession? Are we not? Uh, what sort of state is the corporate sector in? Are we seeing those inflationary indicators continue to go in the right direction? Um, this will be this will be something I'll be watching very closely. So those flash PMIs from all those major regions um, early in the week. US GDP. This is out on Thursday. This is for December. It looks, looks should look pretty good. You know the annualized growth rate expected to slow down to 2.6%, but that's still not bad. That's in real terms, so it's after inflation, remember? It's not in nominal terms, so it's actually half decent because inflation's running so high. Um, won't tell us a whole lot about the future. You know, most people expect the US to remain pretty solid this next quarter or two, but it's really sort of the back end of the year where people start talking about a a more significant slowdown, um, and this will this will cover the last three months of 2022. So it's sort of old news anyway. Uh, core PCE inflation in the US. This is uh, this is an important release because it's the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation me measure. This is out on Friday, and um, we're we're hopeful that it will show uh, another moderation. The the headline PCE inflation rate at an annual level expected to come down to five percent. So that'll be the lowest since September 2021, still too high, but going in the right direction again, as we're seeing with other inflation measures. The core PCE um, expected to slow to 4.4% annually, which um, uh, which would be a, a nice decline from the previous month. 
both of those things peaked at 7% and 5.4. So peaked at 7% and 5.4 and coming down to expected, you know, 5 and sort of 4.4. So again, they're moving in the right direction, but it's just whether they're moving quickly and convincingly enough for the Federal Reserve to pull back a little bit. The Fed meets next week, and this will be an important meeting, the first of the year. Um, markets have... Markets have uh, reduced their expectations to a smaller rate hike of 0.25%. You know, last time we saw half a percent, 50 basis points, 0.5%. That was in December. And before that, we saw a string of 75s. And they're expected to downshift again to 25 uh, next week. And that sort of that will sort of uh, indicate that they're coming towards the end of this cycle of, of raising interest rates. They're at 4.5% at the moment, so slightly above our OCR. Um, but they're, they're getting towards the end. You know, they might get another one under, their, one under their belt, another two under their belt, you know, whether they get to 5%, give or take. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But that's that's an important, important data point, probably one of the last um, important ones ahead of that meeting. Uh, last but certainly not least, the international reporting season uh, ramps up. So this kicked off about 10 days ago, and we've seen a range of important companies report results. Some of the US banks, JP Morgan and Wells Fargo and Co. have reported results. We saw Netflix last week. Uh, it will really move up a gear this week, and we'll get we'll get lots of companies reporting and lots of market heavyweights. So some of the companies we'll hear from this week, uh, 3M, Johnson & Johnson, Microsoft, Visa, Boeing, Tesla, Chevron. So a really good spread of industries there. Microsoft kicking off big tech earnings, you know, J&J, uh, a healthcare heavyweight, Boeing, um, obviously important uh, from the industrial space, Tesla, a lot of people follow Tesla and interested in how they're going. Chevron um, kicking things off for big oil and lots to ponder as we all talk about and wonder about sort of the economic slowdown, which we all seem to be expecting. And, um, you know, there's, a, there's an expectation that that will see corporate profitability slow by some magnitude. We don't know how much, but um, we'll be watching the outlook commentaries um, closely as we as we sort of ponder that. So far, it's been pretty good. About a quarter of the S&P 500 in America has reported results, and most of them have been pretty solid. So, you know, two-thirds of those companies have, have beaten earnings estimates, um, uh, which is good news. So uh, lots ahead, uh, not as much on the corporate front here in New Zealand. There are a couple of um, Australian companies with, with quarterly results to announce. ResMed is, is one that comes to mind, but... Um, sort of the calm before the storm in New Zealand because we've got our February reporting season that'll kick off in a couple of weeks and then it will be it will be all go from a um a news flow front with with lots of companies announcing results for the the second six months of um the 2022 calendar year so you know uh next couple of weeks uh corporate news flow will be dominated by international companies and as that winds up you'll get a plethora of announcements from New Zealand companies and Australian companies too. So that's how the week's shaping up. Um, take care. Hope you're all ready to kick off the new year. Um, if you're like me, just returning to work uh, this week, um, there's plenty going on, plenty to keep us busy. Here's to another exciting year that is hopefully a bit more stable and a bit more prosperous than last year, but 
you know, we won't kent our chickens just yet. Uh, what we what we can guarantee is that there'll be lots of things to talk about and lots of things to uh, discuss. So uh, look forward to sharing all of that with you in the months ahead. All right, thanks everybody. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.